Mm. Hold on, brother. Hold on. You want to make this man right here? He's going to be a superstar one day. What you want to say, young man? Come on. Come on over here. What you want to tell these people? You're not alone. God's with you. That's what I'm talking about. Them babies love them babies. Whoo, man, I'm up here sweating, boy. He's a mighty man. Yeah. That's what we do. We out at 8735. I always forget all them credits and stuff, but we on YouTube and podcasts, and y'all are here at 8735, Highway 613, uh, 1580 AM, and 96.9 FM. You can listen on radio as well. We're everywhere. Jesus is everywhere. You just got to take him out there and keep going, too. Y'all get your own radio station, tune yourself in, and take it out there. That's what we do here. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we're going to continue on tonight with a great testimony. And we got to keep rocking. You know, this is what we do. This is what strengthens one another. Till you hear somebody else that overcame. That's what this is about. So, tonight, I want y'all to give a warm welcome to our brother Mike tonight for sharing his tonight. Good evening. My name is Michael Cormier. For y'all that don't know me, I'm from Eunice, Louisiana. Been there most of my adolescent life. Uh, moved to Mississippi in 97, met somebody, got married, had a couple kids, moved to Lockport, Louisiana. Well, when I was about 13 years old, they had this uh, youth minister. They used to ride around in a big blue bus all around town picking up these kids, you know. And I was, man, with a big blue bus, I want to go on that thing, you know. So he, one of our friends invited us to go to their house, and we rode the bus. Well, after they, we had a little Sunday school service, and they dropped us off, they gave us fruit and all. They said, man, we coming back, you know. We like this. We're coming back. Well, after a couple years, this youth minister has been really f***ing on me. And uh, I found Jesus in my heart becoming like a freight train. And I just wanted to hurry up and get into, into all involved in everything I could that, that pertained to Jesus, pertained to church, everything I could. And this was a young age, 13, 14 years old. So I used to set up, had a little table like this at the house. And my mom, a nice ceramic mixing bowl. I put water in it, and I said a blessing to it, just like the preach do, I see. And I had a little towel on the side, and I told all my brothers. I, I moved the beds off out of my bedroom and put the, lined the chairs up, and I told all my brothers, with all six of them, y'all come in here. Man, we're going to baptize y'all. We're going we're gonna to put God in y'all heart, you know. I was on fire, man. So uh, they did. To my surprise, you know, they come in there and they let me dunk their face in the bowl of water and give them a little towel, you know, it's hallelujah, you, you baptized, man, you know, we, we, it's it. Well, come to find out, you know, my pastor was, my youth minister was, uh, you know, Michael, that's, that's slow down, you know, that's not the way it works out. Let, let, me, let me get you figured out on, on the steps, how to go about this. So we did that and uh, I went and uh, witnessed to my brothers witness to my sisters and uh they come eventually come around to, to accepting the lord and got baptized in the church and man that was the greatest thing in the world to see my brothers do that you know we, we all 
bond together in the, in, in the name of Jesus Christ. And, and we never done that before in our house. It was always, uh, it's always beating, getting the beating or, you know, daddy's doing alcohol, you know, and getting bad, you know, on it and, and tearing us up. But, uh, at that point it was good. And, uh, I got to, to thinking, well, my brothers and sisters, they're going to go to heaven. You know, when they die, they, they pursue Jesus. And, man, we used to go on Saturdays and, and witness and everything, streets and all. And I, my pastor got my youth minister. He's a pastor now. But my youth minister, I, I, I go out there and minister with him on Saturday. And I tell, I tell people, man, if you ain't got Jesus, if you ain't got this Bible, you ain't got nothing. He's like, Mike, calm down. You're getting a little too high strong for people out here, okay? Calm down. So I learned how to minister a little bit more slowly, to, you know, to the lost, you know, and bring them to Jesus. So I was like, man, you know what? My mom and dad, they're not saved. My brothers and sisters are going to be in heaven with me. But what about my mom and dad? And it really, really got burdened on my heart about it. So I went and told a uh, youth minister, I said, Pastor Lee, uh, Brother Lee, I said, uh, you think you could help me? Uh, minister to my mom and dad and, with, and get them to, you know, to accept the Lord and, and get them to come to heaven with us? He said, yeah, um, we're going to go ahead and get with um, our pastor and uh, we're going to do a home visit. Is that good? A home visit? I said, yes, you're going to be at home at this time. Y'all come on over. Well, they showed up. Well, the dad surprised. He didn't like it, you know. What you doing inviting these people over the house? Well, we sat down at a kitchen table, and uh, pastor talked to him, and 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 uh, something in my in my dad's heart, never seen before, just just shattered. And it was that black, little, hard, crusty skin the devil puts on it, just to just enough to keep you restrained from God. And it bursted wide open. My dad, <laughs> I'm sorry. My dad started crying, and uh, yeah, he uh, and we warned him to the Lord. And once, once he became saved, once he became saved, my mama followed right, and that's and, and, and we, we talked about this a while back in a devotion I had. That the, you know, the man is the head of the house. You know, he's not he's he's not the the one we were talking about Wednesday with Bryce and him and the kids. Uh, you know, you're, 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 you're not the, the big macho man to, to provide and be overseeing there. You, you, you're supposed to be that man that gives that, uh, well, the, 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 how you teach, you teach your family about God. You're supposed to be the example of your family, right? So... He was the example of our family, man. My mama just came right, and she, she came right on after, you know, accepted Lord and Savior as a Lord and Savior, and she was saved. Well, we started this little mission church. I was telling Lloyd this. They got a little mission church that we had. It was a trailer house in uh, North Eunice. And, uh, well, now there's a mission church that they built on the side of it, and they got rid of the trailers and all. But on, there, on that church, there's a plaque, and it has... All 13 of these people started this church, and I'm one of them. I'm one of them. Man, that was a blessing to, to do that. I would give witness every morning, almost every, every Sunday morning, you know, and my pastor, he'd, be, he'd come up and he'll say, 
I can't say anything today because what he said, I can't talk. And he gave the benediction at the end of the service. You know, people come up and, and he said, man, God's, gonna, God's got a plan for you. He's going to work on you one day and you're going you're gonna to be something. You know, you're you somebody, but you're going to be somebody special. Great. Well, uh, we went to church one night and mama got ill real quick and uh, they had to rush her to the hospital. And she stayed in the hospital. This was probably about a month or so after mom and dad got saved. Well, mama got in the hospital, and uh, about five days after Christmas, 1991, she passed away. She had a diabetic stroke. I was so angry, but when Lee, Pastor Lee came talk to me, he said, Michael, think where she would be right now if you didn't proceed on her knowing Jesus Christ. And I had to be joyful. I had to be. It was the right thing to do. Jesus saved her life from the burning pits of hell, right? So we went through that little thing, and I, I kind of was scorned a little bit, you know, kind of drifted away a little bit. Didn't go to church every Wednesday and Sunday. Well, my dad says, you know what? I'm going to be a deacon. And I'm going to hold a Thursday night men's meeting every Thursday night. And we're going to bring all the people in the church, in the mission church, together, all the men. And we're going to have a little group. Okay. Well, we did that. And I attended every Wednesday. You know, got back in it. Man, on fire. Daddy was on fire. I was on fire. And he told somebody, he says, you know, the first thing I thought of when my wife died, he said, the first thing I thought of was getting a bottle of Jack Daniels and drowning it and leaving every one of my children. He said, but I fell asleep that night and he said, people think I'm crazy, but someone talked to me and said, no, this is what you're going to do. And he became a deacon and doing a minister. Well, he would cook every Wednesday. We would bring some, something to eat, you know, fellowship. This reminds me, I love this place. Truly grace, man. I love this place. And, man, look. Uh, so, Dad, I moved, I, I moved to Mississippi, met a woman, moved out uh, a few years Fast forward, uh, Daddy needed a job. He, he, he couldn't work at the sheriff's department anymore. He was getting a little ill. So I said, well, come and work with me. I was a mud plant supervisor. I said, look, all you got to do is stand up there. You don't have to do anything. All I want you to do is weigh the mud. And all you got to do is put a little cup and weigh, put the weight on it. All you got to do, I'll do everything. Cut the sacks, everything. So I got him a job. So he came, stayed with me in my house. Seven and seven, right? So it's good to have him there six months out of the year. Well, it starts taking a toll on you, too. You know, having extra people feed because my little brother came. He needed a job. He stayed with us. I got a wife at the time and, you know, three kids. So it's getting tough. So uh, one of the guys I worked with at the mud plant, he's like, I hurt my Achilles tendon toward, actually. And I can't, I can't take pain medicine. I'm allergic to it all. So he's like, man, I'll take them off your hands. This is why I was telling you, Lord, about the addiction part. I've never done drugs, hate drugs, can't stand them. But I could sell the hell out of it. And that's what I was doing because that buddy of mine says, you can make $8 a pill, man. You make $8 a pill. Well, I had a doctor who was giving me 240 pills a month. You know, I was like, that's going to help out. So I started selling these drugs to people. 
you know, ladies I worked with, other people, New Orleans and all. And uh, I started getting really dealt with when one of my buddies asked me for some, and I gave him some, and he got in a bad wreck that night. And uh, just about disabled him. Uh, hurt his back, broke his back, actually, but uh, got it fixed. But uh, after that, I, got, I was getting very, very, very dealt with then. And uh, watching my kids and all, and, and seeing them, I was like, man, I, I could go to jail for this stuff. You know, if, I, if they pick me up, I don't know what kind of time I could do, but, you know, jail. Who wants to go to jail? You know, nobody. Nobody wants to. They end up there, though, and I, don't, I didn't want to end up there. But uh, I did this for about four years, made good money, made some good money, and I was addicted to it, man. I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to go to church, but you know, next week, man, I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask the Lord for forgiveness. Next week, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. Next week, Lord, I'm going to quit. Next week never came for me. And it was very, very, what got, what got me was I met this guy at a store, grocery store, and we were sitting together and talking. We done passed our stuff over to each other, and they had a cop sitting right there. And he come over, and what y'all guys doing, you know? And I got, I got probability to search, you know, and this, that, and other. And I was like, man, look, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have nothing. I was just, this is my work buddy, you know? And uh, coming out, find out he, he, he didn't, you know, he didn't want to do anything. He just kind of wanted to scare us and see what we were up to. But that close, man, that close, you know? And uh, I, I quit. I, I had enough. I went to the lady, the doctor I had, and I said, don't prescribe me another. I don't need it. I don't take it. I don't need it. Don't give me another one. I'm done. And uh, got back in church and because uh, I was slacking on that. And uh, got my kids in church, and, and we were doing good for a little while, man. And then, you know, that got cancer. Boom. Got cancer. Don't know how much, how, how, how much longer we're going to last. Guess what? Guess what got tight? Money. And it was so easy for me to go back to that. So easy. And I hit my knees, and I said, Lord, please, don't let me go back to that situation. Don't let me go back to that situation because I know the second time I'm not going to have the best luck that I had the first time. You know, I'm going to be, I'll go to jail. My life's going to be over with, you know. So uh, got on my knees and I prayed and I prayed and prayed, prayed over daddy. And uh, Lord blessed me with a job, man, that I could not pass up. It was the environmental auditor for the EPA. And, uh, Made good money, lots of hours, but it was it was good money, where I could support everybody, you know. Well, uh, Dad passed away uh, about two three months. It was right after uh, the BP explosion, which I lost my job for because I was working EPA in in the oil field, so I lost my job, and uh, back on hard times, and uh, lost my house and all and. It, it, but I never stopped focusing on Jesus. Focusing on Jesus, man. I, that, that got me through so much, so much, so much. And, and I, I'm shorting about a whole bunch of things that happened in my life. But uh, 
It always, it always, you know, he always brought me back to center, you know, and uh, focus on him. And, and I tell a lot of people, and they don't believe it, but man, if you, if you come to Jesus and you ask him, you know, with a good, clean heart, you ask him for, you know, material things. Look, Jesus is going to bless you. He knows what you need, need. Your wants come after your needs, Okay. You sit down, you get on them knees, and you pray and bow your head. He is king. Bow your head. Don't be shameful to bow your head. Get on them knees. He is our king, y'all, and he will take care of y'all no matter what, okay? He loves y'all. He, we, are his, we are his creation. He loves us, okay? Jesus cries every time something bad. We, we do something dis, bad decisions. He cries. He hurts him. It hurts him. And uh, I tell you what, I met this little woman right here. I moved to Mississippi about five years ago. And I, my buddy got me a job. I went through a bad divorce. Uh, got me a job. And uh, work, working at that job, got to meet a lot of people around here. I didn't know anybody. Moss Point, Mississippi. I mean, what, what's Moss Point? Past good. What's past good? Ocean, I, when I got here, Gaucher was guitar. <laughs> Till I found out it was Gaucher, you know? And uh, met a guy, good guy, good, good guy, friend of mine. He was in the Mardi Gras parade deal. And he uh, was painting a crane during wintertime, which was stupid, but my boss had to have it done, painting a big truck crane. And uh, he, he come to me. I said, man, I'm going to be off this, this weekend. I'll, be, I'll work in three months straight. I'm going to be off this weekend. He said, man, I got a Mardi Gras ball uh, ticket for you. Come, come. No, I'm staying in my camper. I'm relaxing. I'm not going to nothing. You know, done. And he worked on me. He finally got, uh, man, look, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Well, went to the Mardi Gras ball. Met that little thing right there. She was running around the little dance floor. And uh, I said, man, I got to have that, you know. <laughs> that's, that's a sweet little woman right there. I got to have her. We were outside, you know, and music was playing, and I danced with her, and I couldn't believe how head over heels she fell for me. You know, me. I mean, me. But, uh, yeah, since that day, we've been together. Got married a month ago, a little over a month ago. And let me tell you, the first time I was married was for 20 years, and I never had one thing in common with that woman other than my children. Not one thing. And I pray, God, please give me something. I don't want to be. I've kept saying, I'm going to be single forever. Lord, I don't want to be single. It, I'm, I, it's lonely single. You know, it's, it's not for me. And, but please send me somebody this time who, who really enjoys life, loves to do things, things that I like to do, you know. And uh, met her, and she says, about, what, baby, about two, three weeks later, she says, you, you want to go to a church? Yeah, I've been looking for a church around here. Well, we go to o Oasis Church. Like, yeah, let's go. So we went, and I fell in love with that church. And we went to that church, been in that church for three, just about three years, and we got baptized. And everybody was like, hey, how y'all doing? Welcome to the family. How long y'all been going here? Almost three years. What? <laughs> yeah, almost three years. Man, but that just goes to show you when you're sitting in the back and you're sitting in the little dark corner so your light don't shine, 
No one is going to recognize you. But when we came out, and Lloyd Brutley was sitting, standing right there at that stage, and I told him, I said, we've been watching you, I've been watching you for three months now. Something, some kind of energy was bringing me to you, and this guy, has got to be the God, got to be God, got to be our Lord and Savior, was bringing me to you. And uh, he prayed, and uh, we got baptized, you know, and, and uh, everybody noticed this. We came out of that dark shadow, and uh, we, we got to uh, action steps. And, man, I'm on security team. I'm on action kids. I'm on connection team. Uh, you know, I love it. Serving, man. Serving the Lord. Giving back to what he gives to us every day. Right? That's, that's just a little bitty, little bitty thing, you know, compared to what he does to, uh, for us. But, uh, yeah, man, he's been blessing us ever since. Uh, I mean, countless blessings, countless. But the thing you got to remember is when he blesses you, you got to thank him. You got to thank him. You can't just, Ooh, yeah, man, I got that. That's it. You have to thank him. But, uh, and, and just say, Lloyd uh, invited us here to Truly Grace. June, June 10th, we got baptized, Sean, that's right, June 10th, June 10th, right? And by the next week, next week or two, we came over here to Truly Grace, and I love it. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all giving me this time to speak to y'all, and uh, God bless. There's stuff in his face. Man, give that man another round of applause, man. Check him out. Mm. What y'all got the thing turned way up or something? They can hear me. Man, I tell you what, I didn't know that all about you, man. See, that's how you connect. You got to learn about folks. You know, you, you don't know, you'll be sitting beside someone, you don't know nothing about them. What they're going through, what their struggle is, what they're praying. Everybody's got to deal with something, but you don't know. It's that person right beside you, really struggling. And you over there complaining about the light bill or something like that. Well, then you need to get a job. Okay, but you steady want to ask everybody all week. Hey, man, look here. I'm, I'm, I'm short on my rim, man. Start that. Didn't you know last month you were short? So all month, check it out. There's plasma centers over there in GoPort and Mobile. Go donate some plasma. You can pay your rent. All right? And then you save a life. How about that? But people don't want to do nothing, do they? They ain't thankful. They ain't grateful. You know what I'm saying? They wake up every day and still mad about what they don't have. The only reason you don't have, because you don't do. You got to do something. Sometimes, some way, you, you don't know when it can change anything. That's what I, I got to have people understand. You are, the on, you are the only person that can do anything about it. You're waiting on someone else to drag you out of your deep, dark hole, and you're not doing anything to fight for it. You steady out here with your hand up like this. Please help me. Please help me. And we're doing like this. Look, we all been there and we helped ourselves. So I will check this out. I'm going to reach halfway. Now climb a little bit, child, and I'll pull you out. OK, but if you just stand down the bottom, I ain't moving. I can't do nothing. OK, well, then sit there. That's just tough love. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is, because if you want it, you got to fight for it.
because all the rest of us did. And then they get a little pretty wise like he's talking about tonight. This man, I ain't going to say, I'm going to go ahead and put him on blast. Somebody came in this place, I ain't going to say no names because I can't say names. Someone asked me about, I just had to tell a funny in the middle of something because, you know, let's get you know, I'm thankful to be, I'm good with my little bed and my recliner, okay? And, and you know, and I'm okay if I run into somebody and I do my whatever thing. Hi, you know, we do flirt, whatever like that. That's good. Okay, but check it out. You got to be okay to be with you. You see what I'm saying? You got to get tired of all this stuff all the time. Every single day, I ain't got nobody. I'm so lonely. I need some, what? You need some more trouble in your life? Well, go pick up somebody. Go ahead then. You know what I'm saying? You want some trouble? Just hang out with me. I'll give you as much as you want. We'll walk around all day. And I'll complain about things, and I'll fuss with you, and then talk about now I'm going home with you. <laughs> and then I go over to your house and stuff, and then you want to get rid of me, but I ain't going, because now you don't invite me in. So now I'm in there. You see what I'm saying? You got to check out what you're doing in your life. Think about it. Just take the time to pump the brakes. You don't need nothing right now. Get, get in touch with Jesus. Get you an appetite for Jesus. All right? That's all you need. Man, I tell you what. Man, you could go on and on and talk about the truth. I can go on for days about that. People just talking and talking about crazy stuff. Someone's talking about today, like, I want you to understand how important y'all are. That's the first and foremost, I think, no matter what place you are in, what kind of dark world, what everything you're going through, listen to me, you are important to him. He loves y'all. Okay, don't let somebody else tell you and define you and say you're not worth nothing. He needs y'all. Okay, somebody told me the other day, he said he got a whole bunch of bachelor's degrees, and I did this, and I did all that, and I, I got all these. Well, that's great. I'm glad you went to school. But you learned out of a book by another man that taught another man, and y'all didn't. And if y'all had it right, just let me, let me throw some truth out here tonight. Okay, because of all, I want y'all to look at it, and I want y'all to think deep tonight. Okay, receive that Jesus is the only author of any truth that's going to help you and bring healing to your life. Those people, if they don't bring this truth to your life, it's not going to work. I'm going to tell you that right now because you can go up to whatever college you want to go and get as many little letters by your name and then claim that you're going to come out here and lead other people to what? If you're in the military, whatever you do, you can be a sergeant general with four stars and you can lead the military wherever you want to. But you, it takes a special kind of gift to lead people to Christ. Do you understand that? You got to know this man right here before you can do any of that healing people for real. You can't make nobody because, see, in the military or the prisons and all this stuff. See, I remember because, see, I went there twice, and I had to get up and do like that. You were demanded to do things. You can't demand somebody to follow Christ. You got to make them believe in them. You got to sell it out. You got to make them buy into that belief. And that's going to be your testimony that you overcome. Not your complaints, not your worries, not all that stuff. You got to tell him what he's doing for you in life. You got you to show something. Show something. That's all he wants you to do. He's tired of all that stuff. You're walking around complaining, ain't doing nothing. And then these people up here, and you're listening to all them people, I'll never be like him. He got all these degrees and everything. I can't help nobody. Yes, you can. Because see what I'm saying? You know the hurt. You know the pain. You know where they ain't never been? They ain't never been hurt, and they ain't never been in pain. They read it in a book. They ain't never felt it. You understand that? And until you get down there and you feel it, you are not going to be able to deliver it or help anybody else out. And I don't care what no man says because you can do it. Let's use a real analogy. Go right now. Read a book on welding. That's what I want you to do. Read a book on piping, plumbing, whatever, welding or whatever like that. Read the book that some other man wrote. How are you going to go past the pipe test and all that stuff? Then when you get out in the yard, you might make it through that little written test and stuff because they gave you all the answers. But when you get in that yard and you're looking at them pipes and you're trying to weld it and you don't know and you ain't never put your hands to the plow and did the work. 
you ain't going to be able to do nothing for them people. And you're going to get fired. So check it out. Quit playing around. You better learn something. You got to know it. So don't sit there. I, I Don't take nothing from nobody. Get in here and you learn the truth so that you can go tell somebody the truth. Don't let somebody else put a limit and a cap on your life and tell them what you are capable of doing. Just because they out there in their fancy cars and they did all this school and they did all this stuff makes them no better than you are. You have to understand that because I know that for, I'm right here. Look here. I ain't went to college for this. I went right here to this word. And then he said, you know what? I love you just like I love everybody else. And I'm going to show you. I'm going to give you the same power that I got to you reach them people. Will you use the powers that I give you? Will you use the gifts that I give you? And I said, yes, sir. If you save me today, if you receive and you let me, if you hear my prayers tonight to be saved, I will live for you the rest of my days. That's all it takes is you to completely surrender. And I promise you won't go a day without anything. You'll never be hungry again. You'll never be without anything, without hope, in despair, depressed, because I ain't got, because you didn't want nothing else. You sit in it. It's time to stop sitting in darkness. Be thankful. Be grateful you got a God that can lift you up and heal you. So I'm going to tell something right now because I got about a minute 35 and we always got to do these announcements. So tell your families that if they are watching Goma Pile, don't do that. Tune in next week to Truly Grace and get a real message about Jesus because Opie's just fishing, okay? Ring and it rear. Ring and it rear. That's all you hear on that. You know what I'm saying? But Jesus, he got a real song. I know I'm not making fun. I hope they don't sue me. Andy Griffin, he's passed away. He can't sue me. All right. All right. That's a good way. So here we go. All I know is. Jesus is good. You got to be thankful and grateful that you're alive and you got a chance. Please sit around and connect. We got, we got one minute. Don't run away. Connect with somebody. Talk with people. Fellowship. Be thankful for what he's did and provided for you. This is where it's at. This is what happens. Because there's somebody in here broken tonight. They're going to need to talk to you. Whether they look like it on their face or not, in here, they're broken. And they need you. So reach out to somebody tonight. Just say hello. Smile. Give a hug or something. Can you do that for me tonight? That's all I'm asking. Show some love. He gave his life. It's time for us to give back. Don't you think? Are you not thankful and grateful that you got a chance for the houses that you can come into like this and worship and understand and not have to worry about people pointing fingers at you no more? We all are loved and we're worth more than you can imagine. Go ahead and embrace your worth, ladies and gentlemen, and be thankful and grateful for what you got. Receive it. Be thankful. That is our message tonight. He is overcome, and y'all are overcomers too. Good night, and God bless.